the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to another edition of The Ride Home with John and Kathy, live from the Salem-Pittsburgh studios. And now, here are your hosts, John Hall and Kathy Emmons. Blustery out there. Wintry. It's almost a whiteout condition at Mm -hmm. some point. This was totally unexpected, wasn't it? I did not know that this was coming. Mm -hmm. I was surprised when I was traveling from Monroeville here to work today and ended up, you know, I couldn't see anything. I was on the parkway. It was terrible. So, in between uh, the whiteout conditions and impeachment talk on the radio, I mean, it's been quite a day, hasn't it? It sure has been. Yeah, yeah. Have you tuned in, tuned in at I all? I sure have. Yeah. I sure have. And uh, Adam Schiff is uh, talking right now. Mm-hmm. And uh, the Trump impeachment vote at this rate might happen at like four in the morning. Wait, I thought they had six hours. So I don't know. I mean, it just four. seems so like it's going on for a very long time. But Greg Clugston's going to be up in just a couple minutes from the White House, and yeah. he'll give us the latest. Very nice. So, um... Your Christmas shopping list. How are things? I feel good in a guarded way. Oh, okay. That's Then that's upwardly optimistic. I'm leaving room for me having forgotten something vital. Then you're saying you're done. No. Close. But I'm, but I'm saying I have a plan over the next two days okay. to be done. And so I feel relatively good about it. Right. Someone said to me, I was talking to somebody on the phone yesterday about a Christmas party, which was next Sunday. And I thought they were like, not this coming Sunday, right. the following Sunday. And they were like, well, no, well, Christmas will be over by then. And I was like, oh, oh right. Right, it's that soon. So all of a sudden, you know, my timeline all of a sudden smashed a little closer. Now, I have to be honest with you. I, you know, I love a retail store. And I think this year I've done better than I have in the past. I have I have purchased things more than fifty percent at stores that are not online. Have you though? I feel good about it. Good. good However, Amazon has gotten a good chunk of my of support. It has right? Yeah, I've not been into a retail store. Not even one. Not no. even for my present. No. It's hard to believe. No, not your present. Not Mike's present. Mm. No one is getting a retail present. I'm sorry for that. No, sorry. Right. All right. However, when you think about buying online, don't you wonder sometimes, like you know, where these things are coming from? Is it bad if I say no? You never do? What, because, if I buy you know, something from Amazon, am I concerned about where it's coming from? Yeah. Really, like what know, warehouse it's coming from? A warehouse, and then, you know, who's manufacturing this? I mean, sometimes you think, am I buying something from China that's See, now, filled if, with asbestos? Okay, now, if okay, I have thought about that, especially when, I'm, when I've purchased toys right. in the past. I have considered that. I wonder where this is coming mm-hmm. from. But I wasn't concerned about where it was coming from. Like which Amazon facility it was coming from. I thought that's what you were asking at first. Well, I saw this article in the, today's Wall Street Journal. You might be buying trash on Amazon, literally. And the story essentially is this, that up until recently, like last week, like last Friday, Amazon never put any constraints on you buying or you dumpster diving and finding, you know, a, a jar of olives, cleaning it off, and then posting, Are posting you it for sale. Me? Yeah, 
in this article, you, you might mean like be if you're a second, second or third hand seller. Exactly right. So to have an Amazon store, uh, the basic is you pay forty bucks a month, and then there's certain fees involved and whatnot for storage and warehouse. But there was never any constraints until this article came out, and the Wall Street Journal reporters literally went online, found people who said, "Oh yeah, I dumpster dive all the time." And for food products, yeah. And I put it up there. So, so the Wall oh, Street atrocious. Journal, the reporters were they were they were gassed as you are. They did it themselves. They went to a Trader Joe's. They dumpster dove. They found olives, lemon curd, different food stuff that was unopened. They cleaned it off. But it was expired. No, but it was in a dumpster for whatever reason, because Trader Joe was you know done with it or wasn't selling properly or whatever. And then the people from Wall Street Journal put it up for sale, and it it could have sold. So the whole story is that the investigation Wall Street Journal reporters are doing. People are some people in the story are saying, "Oh yeah, I make twenty, thirty thousand dollars a year dumpster diving for free stuff. I clean it up and I put it for sale. Amazon doesn't bother to ask me where it comes from." And so it's just pure profit for me. Now, since this story broke and the Wall Street Journal has made inroads into Amazon, now Amazon has responded and they put up a new piece of legalese saying essentially, if it's from a dumpster or an unclean site, you are prohibited from selling. But that doesn't stop you if you really wanted to do it. But if you were prosecuted after the fact, you'd be in trouble. Exactly. That's part of the agreement you signed. Right. That's horrifying. Now, don't you imagine, so this is Amazon, and Amazon, according to this article, is a step up from eBay because Amazon has a warehouse, a third party, you send it to them. But eBay, I mean- You don't have the, any idea. The rules are loose. You could buy anything from anything and put it up there and as long as you know you post the condition of it, but you don't have to say it came from a dumpster. Okay. But do you buy food online? Never. I see. I've never purchased food from Amazon no. or nothing. Like I mean, everything I've purchased was a non-perishable. Right. Exactly. Is it, are groceries becoming a big deal on Amazon? People are buying a lot of that. Well, I would imagine if you're like if you're uh, owning a restaurant and you can buy wholesale on Amazon, probably I would think so. I don't know that's to be true, but I think there's savings to be had that the giant wholesalers are posting there. I bought a Santa Claus on Amazon, and or, that was the scariest. White elephant gift I've ever seen in all the years I've been alive and participating in white elephants. So, it looked like it was from The Shining. Yes, really, that's scary. I thought it was. And you. you thought it was sweet. I did. Anyway, buyer beware, dumpster diving on Amazon. Coming up next, the House of Representatives are currently debating articles of impeachment against President Trump. We'll go right to the White House and talk to Greg Clugston, SRN News White House correspondent. WORD. Coming up on Love Worth Finding. Is Christ your Lord? You say, well, I accepted him as Savior. The Bible never says accept him as Savior. The Bible says receive him. You cannot receive what Jesus gives and refuse who Jesus is. Come and adore Jesus Christ when you tune in for Adrian Rogers' series of Christmas messages this month on Love Worth Finding. Tonight at 11 on 101.5 WORD.
Hi, this is Rhett Rasmussen of BestHotGrill.com. You've heard about our Solaire Infrared Grills at BestHotGrill.com, but did you know we also make the best gas logs for your fireplace? You've probably seen Rasmussen gas logs and fireballs on TV and in the movies. We've got sizes to fit all fireplaces, styles to fit every decor, and we even do custom designs for large and unusual fireplaces. Lighting these logs is as easy as pushing a button. Realistic Rasmussen gas logs look great even when the fire is off. For regions prone to power outages, gas logs are an excellent source of emergency heat with no electricity required. We've been making them since the 50s, so you can buy a Rasmussen gas log with confidence. So go to besthotgrill.com to find the products you need to keep you warm inside and outside of your home while eating great grilled food. Learn more at besthotgrill.com. That's besthotgrill.com besthotgrill.com. Here at the Original Mattress Factory, we want to know, is it better to give or to receive? This holiday season, one local winner won't have to choose. In the spirit of the season, we will be giving away a queen-size orthopedic luxury firm mattress set to a local winner and providing another set to be donated to a nearby charity. Visit any Original Mattress Factory location by December 18th to enter and for all official rules. No purchase is necessary to win, but eligibility restrictions do apply. We wish you and your family a holiday season that's filled with cheer and goodwill. For your next event, instead of worrying about catering to your guests, why not just enjoy them? The Cooked Goose Catering Company provides homemade satisfaction that puts you at ease, whatever the occasion, like their roast beef and stuffed chicken breast with mashed or roasted potatoes and green beans, just $10.95 a person. Visit cookedgoosecatering.com word and see what's cooking. The Cooked Goose Catering Company, just good food. Are you a responsible person who finds yourself growing deeper in credit card debt? Then get ready for a toll-free number that will put you on a path to financial recovery. Trinity Debt Management will consolidate your accounts and work with your creditors. You'll save thousands and become debt-free for keeps. If your debt has you down, we should talk. Call Trinity at 1-800-990-6976. Early this morning, impeachment proceedings got underway. It's a, a difficult listen or watch wherever you are, are engaged in the process. And here to bring some clarity to this is Greg Clugston, SRN News White House correspondent. Greg, as always, thanks for your presence here on the show. Glad to be here, John. Good afternoon. So looking at the TV broadcast um, that's in our uh, studio right now, we see Terry Sewell, Democrat of Alabama, speaking. Talk about what's happened up to this point and what's going to happen when she's finished. So, Kathy, we're a little more than midway through six hours of debate. That's what the uh, the parties agreed in the rules hearing yesterday would be the look of, of the formal floor debates that we're, we're watching unfold right now. And they got going right around noon. So we've got another couple of hours here to go. And then there will be some other little procedures and uh, procedural motions and, and such. But we're expecting the official vote on impeachment sometime this evening. 
And so essentially both sides are getting their last chance to uh, make their formal public statements on how they view the impeachment process right. and, and what should happen. And Greg, it's fascinating. Of course, along party lines for the most part, but each member has an opportunity to speak up. So in some ways you can sort of peel back and see a person's personality as they give their arguing points. Sure. We're hearing a lot of the same um, arguments, both for and against impeachment, that we've been hearing for the last three months, ever since the impeachment inquiry got underway. But you're right. There are... uh there are lawmakers who are taking the opportunity to express themselves in some very unique ways. There have been uh, some Republican lawmakers who have compared the impeachment to uh, you know, the attack on Pearl Harbor and the crucifixion of Jesus Christ. And so you can kind of go down the list of uh, different and, in some cases, creative ways these lawmakers are making their voices heard today. Undoubtedly. All right. So from your perspective, Greg, has this been kind of business as expected? I don't want to say usual because, of course, this is a historic day. But is there anything happened that from your view is outside what you might have thought would happen? No, really, for the last week or so, it seems uh, as if the events have unfolded as what everyone thought they they might, uh, because because of the sharp partisan divide there was there's really no drama in the vote that's going to be taking place later tonight and to be honest once this moves uh, past the impeachment vote and goes to a senate trial which will come up next in january uh there's there's no real drama there mm-hmm. because the republicans have the votes to acquit the president, which means they would not remove him from office, and the president would would stay here at the White House. So, in some ways, uh, it's going along this line. Like there was uh, some Capitol Hill aide who was quoted yesterday, uh, heading into today, saying the cake is baked, meaning we already know what we can expect this evening. Speaking of yesterday, Greg, uh, yesterday President Trump sent a six-page letter. Uh, depending upon your perspective, historic or bizarre, that detailed his grievances with the Democrats and their impeachment process. Talk to us about that, uh, about um, what was inside and uh, apparently taken apart for factuality. Yeah, I've got the, a copy of the letters here in front of me, and you described it as either p- possibly historic or I can't remember what the other adjective you used there was, John, but, um, you know, strange or, or very unexpected, I, and I think they're probably both. Um, essentially, it, it is a diatribe. The president is giving one last formal uh, written on White House stationery so that it's going to be uh, in, in the White House records forever. Uh, his his strong opposition and protest of the impeachment, what he called a crusade, and he said it was essentially a coup that uh, the Democrats have, have been engaged in. And he says they have been fixated on impeachment uh, since uh, he was elected office. And he said that the charges against him, for example, abuse of power, is a claim that he says is completely disingenuous, meritless, and baseless. It goes on for six pages where he lays out and goes back through a lot of, of you know, the, the phone call with the Ukraine leader and uh, walking through the entire impeachment process. And uh, it, it, some people have said it's like a, it's like a six-page Twitter feed rant. You know, he yes. just sort. Of, and, and, and what was so striking about it, you guys? I guess is the fact that. Um, but striking, but also not uh, completely unsurprising, is that it is is clearly written in the voice of Donald Trump. Mm-hmm. Oftentimes, when you have official 
letters like this, official stints that come and are officially released by the White House, by the executive branch. Uh, they've been carefully crafted um, and have a, a kind of a high tone of, 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 of language and discourse. Um, but this reads like a Twitter feed um, uh, ran from the president, uh, which is pretty remarkable. It is remarkable. So, And I'm glad you brought this up, Greg, because as I'm reading the six pages, it felt as though the president was sitting in mm-hmm. somewhere in the yeah. Oval Office and just dictating this to someone, and they put it down, and not a whole lot of uh, molding or crafting of clarity and in, uh, intent, and then all of a sudden it just was sent out. Maybe he spoke to Siri, and she completed it, or he completed it. Possibly. Well, there, there has been some reporting that uh, there were uh, a couple of aides uh, in the White House working with the president on drafting and doing some editing. Um, there have been any number of commentators who have wondered really how much editing took place, because it truly does express the voice of Donald Trump, as we've come to, to know him, not only on Twitter, but, for example, at his political rallies. He, 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 he uh, keeps his emotions out front and center, and uh, they are front and center in this letter to Nancy Pelosi. He, he goes after her very strongly, as he did on Twitter again this morning. Speaking of high language and discourse, uh, let's talk about Nancy Pelosi at the start of the proceedings today. She had a, a cardboard, what, bit of... Uh, of Play. Signage. Yes, yeah, signage. That's a good word for it. I'll talk about that, Greg, for those who didn't see it. Right. She, uh, she began at the very beginning of the six-hour session of debate... Uh, standing in front of uh, you know a, a large sign, a lot of these uh, lawmakers like to have uh, displays uh, of various graphics or quotes and things standing behind them um, when they make their points. And she was uh, talking about the Pledge of Allegiance. Uh, she was saying, by the way, that uh, the actions of the president have left the House with no choice but to act. And she started to read through the Pledge of Allegiance, saying this is a pledge that you know millions of American school kids read each you know recite each morning in their classrooms, uh, and other other civic events, uh, even in Congress, uh, the pledge is often recited. And she was essentially talking about the line in uh, the Pledge of Allegiance that is talking about uh, to which on which the republic stands, and she is basically saying. This is a constitutional issue before the House lawmakers today, uh, and she was claiming it's not partisan, it's not politically motivated, but that it's uh, it's to uphold the Constitution and for what the republic represents. And, of course, that is completely opposite of what the Republicans and what the White House are arguing. They have said this has been a partisan um, and a very uh, Democrat, you know, they were saying that really, you know, the president has said ever since Election Day and uh, shortly after his inauguration, you've had any number of Democrats talking about impeachment. Right. So he says this has been something that has been um, a part of their their plan for a very long time. And there is something ironic and notable about the fact that the accusations against the president are that he used his office to advance his own partisan political viewpoints, when I think you could probably look at a lot of the Democrats today and say the same thing. Right. And, you know, the president includes some of those examples in this lengthy letter to the House Speaker, where he talks about uh, newly elected members of Congress uh, who used profane language to uh, describe how they would love to remove the president from office and stating their opposition uh, and and putting out there for the American people to see that uh, they had this agenda for, for some time. Of course, Democrats are, are arguing that the president's actions are very troubling when you talk about uh, inviting, if not instructing, a foreign 
country, the leader of a foreign nation, to get involved in some way, uh, potentially affecting uh, our national elections in 2020. So uh, the battle lines have been drawn for some time, and we're seeing them played out once again today. What's fascinating about the, the entire event, Greg, of course, this is a, a working live on network television that's on multiple channels. So for those who are either uh, pro or anti-President Trump and you're so invested, it's a, a deeply uh, a dig, deep dive into uh, the day. So where are we then? As a gavel to gavel got underway starting at 9 a.m. today, which I saw on the networks, now we're into a six-hour back and forth of people speaking pro or con. What does the rest of the day look like? Yeah, there. nobody knows exactly what time the final vote is going to take place, uh, but most people uh, on the Hill that are sort of plugged into how the schedule and uh, who have said that unless there are any, uh, unless there are some unforeseen delays longer than expected, uh, they're thinking maybe between 6.30 and 7.30 mm-hmm. this evening uh, is a vote. Now, it could be much later than that, or it could be right around that dinner hour. Uh, so we're just going to have to wait and see. But uh, once again, nobody is expecting there to be any real drama on this. You do have one uh, congressman from New Jersey who has been um, a member of the Democratic Party. He is switching to the Republican Party today, Congressman Van Drew. Uh, he is, is upset with the Democrats for pursuing impeachment and is not only going to be voting no, but is switching parties in the process. Hmm. We're talking to Greg Clugston, SRN News White House correspondent, about the events going on right now in Capitol Hill. Now, Greg, um, um, it was many years ago. It was 1998 when Mr. Clinton was impeached. And were you new on the job at that point, Greg? Yeah, I'd been at the White House uh, not quite two years. Uh, and I was here in the basement of the White House on the day, I think it was a Saturday, when the House had its final vote for Bill Clinton back in 98. Now, I'm going to ask you what the differences are. I mean, is your location any different? Have they put new carpeting in since then or anything, or is it pretty much exactly the same? Uh, actually, they have put in new carpeting. Okay. They, there, there, there was a, a, a remodeling of, of the press workspace during the Bush administration a number of years ago. So I'm on the opposite side of the hall from where I was, but um, I'm still in the same general workspace uh, at the last time we had this impeachment vote. Very nice. Terrific. Okay, so c- compare and contrast a little. Tell us about what it was like for Mr. Clinton on that day and what the proceedings were like versus today. Well, there was uh, there, there was more drama in some sense um, back then because uh, there were, it seemed as if more Democrats were conflicted about their vote um, than Republicans today are conflicted in terms of yeah. dealing with the president in in their own party. Okay. Um, so it, it looked as if it was headed for that, but it was not. It was not entirely clear. What's interesting, I do remember, and I don't know what. I mean, the president is leaving. By the way, President Trump is scheduled to leave here uh, at the White House in just a few minutes because he has a political rally in Battle Creek, Michigan tonight. Mm. He's going to be appearing there with Vice President Pence, who's been in, involved in a bus tour in the state of Michigan throughout the day today. So we're going to be hearing uh, the president certainly speak at that rally. Whether he speaks upon his departure at the White House, we don't know. But on the day that Bill Clinton was impeached, he came out after the vote to the Rose Garden. He was there with Vice President Gore, other members of his administration and cabinet in a show of support, as well as Democratic members of, of, of Congress who came and supported the president and essentially said, we're going to be standing by you and that the business of the country is going to move forward. The president, Bill Clinton, 
Um, he did acknowledge uh, an inappropriate relationship with the former White House intern, Monica Lewinsky, and he was uh, very apologetic publicly and uh, repeated those apologies in a number of interviews and statements throughout the, the course of, of late summer and the fall of that year leading up to the impeachment. And so he, he took a very different public position on the charges facing him. Uh, than Donald Trump has, he, who, who still remains very defiant, and even yesterday said he takes zero responsibility for anything related to impeachment. I see. So the defiance is there. The vote will be held later today. The president essentially will be uh, on the path to impeachment. No minds will be changed uh, in these six hours of back and forth. After today, and the vote is taken, Greg, now, of course, we're up against a uh, Christmas holiday. What happens after today? Well, it will move to the Senate for a trial, and the Senate leader, the Republican leader, Mitch McConnell, has said that uh, it take place in January, although we do not know the precise dates yet. That's going to be worked out uh, among the Democrat uh, leadership and the Senate leadership, uh, and the Republican leadership in the Senate. Now, the uh, McConnell was on the Salem Radio Network earlier today, and he says it shouldn't take that long of a trial. Um, he says, for one thing, um, senators have to sit there and they, they can't speak in the trial for the most part. So they have to be uh, good, quiet listeners. And he says that's going to be, that's going to be uh, an issue for some of them. <laughs> they may not want to sit there for too long. But he understands it's a political exercise and uh, they're going to go forward with that. The Chief Justice of the United States, John Roberts, will preside over the hearings. And then over the next uh, couple of days and the next couple of weeks, we're going to be hearing who the managers, the, the trial managers are going to be. You'll have members of the House essentially come over to the Senate to argue in a trial-type setting uh, these Wait, proceedings. One, one from each party? Yeah, I believe so. And uh, so that, that's uh, whether or not the White House is going to have its legal counsel be the, the primary um, person representing the president or whether it's going to be a member uh, of, the, of the House. We, we simply don't know yet. Those are those are details that are still be, still being worked out. I see. Well, say what you will, Greg. Uh, it's fascinating to watch democracy in action. It is, and uh, we're looking like uh, it's going to be the third time that an official impeachment vote will have taken place uh, in our country's history twice in the last 21 years. Amazing. Well, Greg, we appreciate you keeping your pulse on what's happening in and around the White House with the president. And for joining us on an odd day. Yes. Hey, glad to do it on Wednesday. (laughs) Always our pleasure. Greg Clugston, SRN News White House correspondent. Follow Greg at wordfm.com. Of course, he's on Twitter as well, all throughout the social media with Salem Radio Network. We'll take a break. Come back. Hey, uh, how about uh, the best cities for Christmas? Pittsburgh's on the list. Across America, it's snoring season. Right now, 90 million Americans make this sound every night. Snoring can be caused by breathing through your mouth when you sleep. If you have a blocked or narrow nose, then you're more likely to open your mouth to breathe, causing snoring. Thankfully, there's mute. An ingenious Australian invention that could quiet the snoring season once and for all. Mute is a comfortable nasal breathing device that sits inside the nose, supporting your airway and keeping it open while you sleep. You'll breathe more easily through your nose and snore less. In fact, in trials, 75% of couples reported a reduction in snoring when using Mute, allowing them both a better night's sleep. Put snoring season to bed, America. Available at Walgreens, CVS, Rite Aid and other fine stores. For more information, go to MuteSnoring.com. Mute. Breathe more, snore less, sleep better. 
Christmas is right around the bend, and all of us from Christ Church at Grove Farm went to celebrate with you. The carols invite us to come and adore Jesus, born the King of Kings. We will be doing exactly that through scripture, sermon, and song, and invite you to join us on Christmas Eve at 4 and 8 p.m. You can find all the information about us and our services online at ccgf.org. This year, why not spend Christmas Eve on the farm and give thanks with us for the gift of Jesus? From the moment you met, it's as if you were custom-made for each other. Why should your jewelry be any different? Trinity Jewelers is the area's premier designer of custom jewelry that celebrates life's closest relationships, from breathing new life into a family heirloom to crafting a -a one-of-a-kind original out of nothing but imagination. Trinity's master craftsmen create affordable pieces that tell your own unique story. See how at trinityjewelers.com. Get your truly free credit scores and free credit monitoring from Credit Karma today. Download the Credit Karma app now. Credit Karma, here's to progress. This Christmas, put 36 holes in your golf lover's stocking for half the price with the Salem Half Price Golf Card. Get half off savings now while supplies last. Good for 18 holes at Pheasant Ridge and 18 more at Harmony Ridge with cart, just $53. Order now before they're gone at pittsburgh.discountshoppingclub.com. So find some stockings and put a hole in one at pittsburgh.discountshoppingclub.com. Most of my family, they never graduated high school, so I'm trying to break that barrier. My daughter, Brooklyn, was also a motivation for me to go back to school. Every day after work, went straight to school, and it paid off. At age 26, Kareem finished his high school diploma. I could not have done it alone. I see the future is really bright for me. No one gets a diploma alone. If you're thinking of finishing your high school diploma, you have help. Find free adult education classes near you at finishyourdiploma.org. Brought to you by the Dollar General Literacy Foundation and the Ad Council. Tonight, breezy in the evening, otherwise becoming clear and cold. Frostbite to expose skin within 15 minutes with a low of 13. Tomorrow, times of clouds and sun of the high 29. Tomorrow night clear with a low of 20. Friday, times of sunshine and clouds with a high of 38. And on Saturday, mostly cloudy with a high of 43. With your AccuWeather forecast, I'm Gregory Patrick. Rocking around the Christmas tree at the Christmas party hop. Wallet Hub has broken down the best places for Christmas celebrations nationwide. Now, here's what they did. In this most wonderful time of the year, uh, depending upon where you celebrate, so says Wallet Hub, because America's favorite holiday is also one of the most expensive. In 2019, Americans are projected to spend $730 billion over the holiday. $730 billion. Mm. The average person spends $1,047 for Christmas gifts. Now, there's a way that you can minimize this, so says WalletHub, by moving to cities that are friendlier cost-wise for Christmas celebrations. So you can spend less for Christmas if you move somewhere else. Exactly. All right. WalletHub considered factors about traditions and fun in your city. Also, how many people observe the holidays in your city, how generous people are in your city, and the shopping affordability in your city. And they went through 100 cities and broke it down. Now, city number 100 is Hialeah, Florida, which uh, has a cost rank of 97. 
And um, that means that's the cheapest place to sell. The most expensive. Oh, the most expensive place to sell brick. Yes. Uh, tradition and fun rank of a 90, which is very high, meaning they don't have a whole lot of fun in Hialeah, Florida. Okay. Also, their observance rank observance rank is almost non-existent. So pe- most people don't like put out a wreath on their door. And people do not give generously in Hialeah, uh, Florida. And the shopping is also abysmal. Wow. Okay. So <laughs> okay. December, don't go there. So that's the very, very worst. Now, let me go, um, let me do quickly the top 10 best places to celebrate Christmas in different cities. All right, I'm ready. City number 10 is Portland. And uh, Portland scores very high on the tradition and fun rank, only half as good on the observance rank, generosity rank number 14 out of 100. Shopping rank, 14 out of 100. And affordability, 65. Okay? Okay. okay. Um, then we go to... Um, so a little expensive. A little expensive. It's Portland. Seattle, Washington, cost rank, 92. Wow. Uh, Seattle, as far as tradition and fun, a 7, which is very high. And uh, observance rank, 65, which is also not much observance. So it's kind of middling observance, Mm -hmm. but a lot of cash. San Francisco. uh, Tradition and fun, number two on the list. Oh, okay. Observance rank is 43. Shopping rank is 12. Cost rank, 96. Yeah, that's the problem. Okay, so it's super expensive. And what was the first thing you read about San Francisco? Tradition and fun, number two. Well, it's going to be traditional and fun no matter whether it's Christmas or not, because it's San San Francisco. Hopefully. Right? Okay. L.A. Los Angeles. Uh, Who tradition would want to go fun? to L.A. for Christmas? Sorry. That yeah. just doesn't seem like a fun time to me. No. Palm trees and no, just I don't want shopping to do that on Rodeo Drive. It just seems weird. Yeah. Uh, L.A. Uh, tradition and fun, five, they're saying. Observance rank, 13, which is fairly high. Mm-hmm. Uh, tr- generosity is 47. Shopping rank is number 11. Cost rank, not bad, 68. Okay. It's a lot better than San mm-hmm. Francisco or Seattle. How about Christmas in Las Vegas? They're number oh, six. Come on. Las Vegas is not. Okay. Number six. Uh, tradition and fun, eight. Observance rank is 36. Uh, shopping rank, number one. It's the best place to Christmas shop? Yep. Is and Vegas? Uh, uh-huh. And affordability, uh, cost rank, 62. Mm-hmm. Chicago, number five on the list. Tradition and fun is four. Observance rank is three. Uh, well, generosity. They're heavy, they're heavy into Christmas. Mm-hmm. Generosity seventeen. Shopping is twenty five. Cost rank is seventy five. Mm. So pretty expensive, right? But they have a lot of Eastern European mm-hmm. settlers, immigrants. immigrants in that area, like right. we do in Pittsburgh. And Christmas is a huge deal if you're Serbian or you're Croatian or Polish or any of that. Exactly. So Chicago is number five. All right. Here is our beloved city of the city of Pittsburgh, number four. I love that. Out of 100. I love when we beat Chicago. For best places for Christmas celebrations. Uh, The total uh, traditions and fun rank, 25. 25. I feel that that makes us very fun. Observance rank, two. (gasps) So we are all, you know why? That's because New Mike and his wife are leading the way. Mm. That's why. Because they've had their Christmas tree up since Labor Day. Observance, right. right. Uh, generosity rank is number seven. Okay, that's very... Don't you love this city? Shopping rank, number five. And cost rank, 27. Wow. Compare that with Seattle, 92, okay? Number three, hard to compete, New York, New York. Tradition and fun, number one. Mm -hmm. Observance rank, 11. 
Shopping rank, four, which surprises me. Cost rank, 100. There you go. Super expensive. City number two to celebrate Christmas, best Mm -hmm. place? Orlando, Florida. Oh, come on. Tradition and fun, number three. What, you're going to go to Disney World for Christmas Day? The tradition and fun index, I think, is suspect. Observance rank is 18, which is surprising. Shopping rank, two. No. Two. You can only buy, like, mouse ears. I don't know. And cost rank, surprisingly, 13. Yeah. Pittsburgh's 27. That's a surprise to me. Yeah. I, I, I can't understand Orlando. The number one city to celebrate Christmas, according to Wallet Hub, is Atlanta, Georgia. Tradition There's no and fun. snow in Atlanta, Georgia? Mm-hmm. Tradition and fun is six. Observance rank is 12. Generosity rank is three. Oh, that's good. They're very generous in Atlanta. Shopping is six. Wow. And cost is 63. So across the board. Okay. Does it ever snow in Atlanta, do you think? Mm, I, now I was in Atlanta in the rarely, fall, and it was I was freezing cold. It was yeah. way colder than I expected. Of course, it wasn't snowing when I was there at the end right. of October, but it was very cold. Well, you know, with climate change, right? <laughs> you never know. Yeah, you that's never all right. Know. I'm proud of Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh number I feel four out of hundred. Very good about it. Fun observance of Christmas, generosity in the season, good value shopping, and an overall cost rank. Very very nice. Aren't so you happy out. you live here? Heck yeah, I am. In spite get, of the snow squall today, get out there and enjoy the day. Uh, speaking about uh, getting out, uh, you doing anything tonight? I'm staying in. What? Do you know why? This is the season to go out. I feel like it's the right move for me. What do you mean? We're going to talk about it next. Are there hidden benefits to staying in? W-O-R-D. Gather around because it is present time. It's that gift-giving time of the year, and we're giving one that will keep on giving all year long. We could be paying your rent or mortgage for all of 2020 if you're the winner of the Christmas Mortgage Miracle Sweepstakes. You want to come up with an early Christmas present? You can even enter once a day to increase your opportunities to win. See rules and conditions for details. Enter the Christmas Mortgage Miracle Sweepstakes brought to you by Trinity Jewelers. Go to wordfm.com slash contest. They blow into town with the wind, rain, and hail. Out-of-town storm chasers going door-to-door, often posing as a local company offering a quick fix to desperate homeowners. If you've had damage to your roof, windows, siding, or gutters and downspouts, you may be eligible to get them replaced or repaired free of charge. Just be careful who you call. Visit windowsruspittsburgh.com for a free inspection from one of their highly trained appraisers. With over 50 years in home remodeling, Windows Are Us is the area's premier exterior replacement company for roofs, siding, gutters and downspouts, doors, and of course, windows. If damage isn't your issue and you just want something new, you'll love their no pressure approach, no hidden fees, and one of the fastest turnaround times in the industry. A company who will never skip down when it comes to honoring their warranty. Visit the area's premier exterior replacement company at windowsruspittsburgh.com. Mention Word FM for an additional 10% off at windowsruspittsburgh.com. That's windowsruspittsburgh.com. Rich Engler presents Christmas with Michael W. Smith. The most wonderful time of the year. Mark Martell. Christmas Christmas with Michael W. Smith and his band. 
7 p.m. December 19th at Christ Church at Grove Farm in Sewickley. Tickets available at itickets.com or call 800-965-9324. Welcomed by Word FM. This is former Pirates manager Clint Hurdle for my friends at Urban Impact. What a privilege to work with an organization that truly understands that everyone matters. This year alone, their athletics, performing arts, education, and options programs have reached over 2,300 Northside kids and served over 42,000 meals. And thanks to an incredible $300,000 matching grant, your year-end gift can have twice the impact. So make a difference today. Donate now at uifpgh.org slash match. Camping in the great outdoors can be a lot of fun, but it's not the most conducive environment for your next retreat. Antiochian Village offers the best of both worlds with 300 acres of beautiful woodlands near historic Ligonier, plus all the technology and connectivity you need to make your retreat a success. With 100 hotel-style guest rooms, 18 meeting rooms, and several outstanding full-service dining menus, 10,000 guests every year can't be wrong. Antiochian Village. Book now at antiochianvillage.org. I like to stay in. I agree. Myself is included. And I know that that's maybe weird to some people listening, but I think there are a lot of people who have media jobs who are like that. I think that maybe because the job requires a lot of extroversion that you run out. And then by the time you get to your personal life, you just want to like... Do nothing. Yeah. I'm sure that's not true across the board, but I have met a lot of people in media who are that way. Well, there's a woman by the name of Madeline Dorr. She uh, writes for the BBC for their subsection called Work Life. And for one month, she declined all in-person activities with friends to see if it would make her more productive. I'm sure it did. Okay. Well, well, this is what's interesting, is that she had this... Have You've heard of FOMO. FOMO. What's FOMO? FOMO, fear of missing out. <laughs> FOMO. Yeah. Okay, sure. So this is something we talk about a lot in our house at home. So when we're trying to figure out, especially our kids, trying to figure out what activities they should do or shouldn't do, you say, okay, so is this something that you think is really important or is this FOMO? Mm-hmm. So everybody's out doing something or so you think. And I better join them. Right. Because if I don't, well, then I'm not going to be outside. I'll, I'll miss out. Right. Right. So she's saying that the like getting over that hurdle for her was the very hardest thing about the month of her being alone. Right. Okay. Because this is a big month or any month, right? Right. Especially if you were doing it during Christmas season. Right. So she said that it was really bad the first couple days, but as the month went on, it subsided. And then after a couple of weeks, she really wasn't afraid of what she wasn't doing. Mm-hmm. She wasn't afraid of, oh, my gosh, that friend of mine from high school is going to be in town and I'm going to miss it. And then then they're going to be mad. Like she just kind of stopped being concerned about it. So this was someone who was deeply socially engaged. And it was part of her job. She's spending 22 hours or more each week. On social activities. Right. 22 hours. And she says that one of the reasons she was spending that much time to start with is because of FOMO, Mm -hmm. because she had the fear of missing out. Right. Get out there. So whenever anyone asked her to do anything, she would just say yes, because she couldn't bear the alternative. It's exhausting. Right. Exactly. Okay. So that was the first thing that she noticed throughout this experiment. But after she got into it, she said the first thing she noticed is that she had more deep work going on. In her daily life. 
What does that mean? Deep work. Like a project that she was thinking of working on or was on her to-do list for a long time. She was able to do it and sink three or four hours into it at one shot. I see. So instead of treating herself or going out spending time with family or friends, she just worked more. Well, but it wasn't just that because she did other things. Like she said she found herself during this month where she said no to all outside social activities that she cooked more at home hmm. than she ate out. She exercised. She read more. She went to bed earlier. And, quote, she found herself relishing moments of rest and boredom throughout the day. That's the takeaway for me. That there's a lot to be said about being bored. Because we, as a society, we've changed. We are rarely bored anymore. It's become a negative thing. And it, I think it all depends upon that FOMO. That I you've got to watch yeah. the latest thing, yeah, right. read the latest book, know the latest Twitter feed, yada, all those different things. Stay up to date, stay up to date. I mean, uh, what is it? Um, at the end of the week, you often see it like on media platforms, whether it's television or whatnot. Take our news quiz so that you know that you're up to date. Oh, Every- right. And and then if you take it and do badly, you think, oh, my gosh, I don't know anything I'm out of the loop. going on. It's I've missed horrible. out. I can't believe I didn't know that. Right. The other thing she said is she found herself near the end of the month going on meandering walks. She <laughs> found nice. herself sitting at cafes without technology, even daydreaming. Without technology. Now, this is something that Andy Crouch talks about in his little orange book, um, The yes. TechWise Family. Thank you. Couldn't think of what it was for a minute. But he said that creativity stands on the other side of boredom. Mm-hmm. It's true. I, I think about that often, don't you? I do, because I would not have thought about it. I, I certainly have experienced it, but I wouldn't have thought about it in those terms until I read what he wrote. Hmm. But she's saying that she said that these idle moments she found are crucial for her creativity. Right. And I get that. I mean, try to picture, picture you know, Van Gogh sitting somewhere in a field and just resting or looking, watching, while at the same time internally he's working, although he's not placed his brush to the canvas. He's absorbing. Some would say he's bored, but the mind does things that are creative in those deep, hard spaces, long spaces. Her conclusion was that we don't place enough importance on being alone. Her conclusion didn't take her to a place where she didn't want that she wanted to change her life forever and not have any friends she said now here's the thing the positive effects of solitude for example this increased clarity of thought this sense of being recharged would be a concern if i remained isolated in my antisocial bubble at home for too long so she doesn't feel like this is her future where she's going to do this forever but she feels like it taught her that taking that allowing more unspoken for space in her personal life benefited her immensely and gave her the recharging she needed to bounce into the next phase of what she was doing more unspoken for space yes 
That's an interesting phrase. Mm-hmm. Unspoken for. I made that up. What's well, good? That I like wasn't it. in her article. Because when something's claimed, right, then there's a frame around it. And, and you have to do that thing in that time. Right. So when you take that frame away and you kind of leak into time, then that's where the good things take place. Right. Maybe. But I think people might be listening now and go, wait a second, uh, I'm alone too much as it is. I need that social thing to make me alive. And I think that's what makes someone an extrovert is that when they're around people, they recharge, right? right? And what makes us introverts is that we go home to recharge, right? It's not that we don't like being around people. And it's not like extroverts don't like being alone. It's just what recharges you, what Mm -hmm. space energizes you for the other thing that you're doing. So I don't think it's an encouragement to not spend time with people, but I do think it might be an encouragement to get away from FOMO, from the fear of missing out. Because if we can get over that hurdle, maybe that can open up some more space for deeper work, for contemplation, for some solitude, and then maybe for some recharging for, I don't know, whatever the next step is. Nice. Okay. And turning off your phone, right? Shutting your phone off. Okay. We'll take a break. Come back. Uh, Eating chili peppers can prevent heart attacks. Is that true? I don't like hot food. Am you don't? I am I doomed to ill health? I don't know. How's that ticker? Everyone gets hungry before the party. Why not give them something worth talking about without lifting a finger? Food. The Cooked Goose Catering Company provides homemade satisfaction that puts you at ease, whatever the occasion. Right now, get their special appetizer package added to your next menu. An inviting selection of hors d'oeuvres starting at $6.95 per person. Visit cookedgoosecatering.com slash word and see what's cooking. The Cooked Goose Catering Company. Just good food. The team at MyPillow is grateful for you this holiday season. So grateful, they have an amazing offer. Buy one, get one on their incredible sheet sets. Mike Lindell has come out with the world's most comfortable bed sheets. He finally found the best cotton in the world in a region where the Sahara Desert, the Nile River, and the Mediterranean Sea all come together to create the ideal weather conditions for growing cotton. His new Giza Dreams bed sheets are made with this long staple cotton, and he guarantees they'll be the most comfortable sheets you'll ever own. The first night you sleep on my sheets, you'll never want to sleep on anything else. The Giza Dream Sheets are available in a variety of colors, and like all of Mike's products, they come with a 60-day money-back guarantee and a 10-year warranty. Right now, you can buy one, get one free, by calling 800-391-0954. Use promo code WORD. For a limited time, you can buy one, get one free, plus free shipping. Call 800-391-0954 or go to MyPillow.com, but make sure to use the promo code WORD. Get away without going far. Lose yourself without being lost. At Antiochian Village near historic Ligonier, 300 acres of pristine woodlands await to refresh and inspire you. With 100 hotel-style lodging rooms, 20 meeting rooms, amazing food, and award-winning desserts, it's 360 degrees of mountain views bathed in the warmth of Christian hospitality. Book your next church or youth retreat now at antiochianvillage.org. At Extreme Car and Truck in Bridgeville, find extreme gift ideas for everyone on your list. From manual favorites like remote starters to truck accessories, lift kits, weather tech floor liners, tonneau covers, electronics, wheels and accessories, and more. Heard of Drone Mobile? Use your smartphone to control, secure, and even track your vehicle from anywhere in the world. Don't know what to get? Get a gift card. For an extreme selection of the year's most extreme gifts, visit Extreme Car and Truck in Bridgeville at extremetruck.net. From the moment you met, 
It's as if you are custom made for each other. Why should your jewelry be any different? Trinity Jewelers is the area's premier designer of custom jewelry that celebrates life's closest relationships, from breathing new life into a family heirloom to crafting a one-of-a-kind original out of nothing but imagination. Trinity's master craftsmen create affordable pieces that tell your own unique story. See how at trinityjewelers.com. We had uh, Thanksgiving, and uh, one of my sisters was in charge of the um, the olives, pickles, all that thing. That's your favorite thing. Yeah, and so she always brings uh, jalapenos, the, the special jalapenos, and special what she considers hot cauliflower. You ever have it? I've seen it in the jar yeah. at the grocery store. It's, it's, it's it Bellevue. Looks, it looks disgusting. No, I kind of like it's it, It's a actually. horrible color. My brother like, could sit down and eat a whole jar of that in one sitting. That's like his his go to. When I go visit him, he lives in Virginia. I bring a like a case, like twelve bottles of it. It's like Christmas Day for him. Wow, hot and spicy. All right, well, let me tell you, he might live forever. Yeah, According, why is that? Well, a new report by CNN says that eating chili peppers can prevent heart attacks and strokes. Now, I don't buy this for a hot minute. Wait, wait. So everybody in Mexico is never going to have a heart Listen, attack. Listen, for many years, chili's been hailed for its therapeutic properties, and now researchers have found that eating chili peppers regularly can cut the risk of death from heart disease and stroke. Are you <laughs> kidding me? I like it. Carried out in Italy where chili is a common ingredient, the study compared the risk of death among 23,000 people. That is a lot. Okay, uh, Participants' health status and eating habits were monitored over eight years. That's a l- I think this is data I actually have to pay attention 23,000 people over yeah, eight years. Right. Your researchers found the risk of dying from a heart attack was 40% lower among those eating chili peppers four times a week. Four times a week? Do you eat chili peppers four times no, a week? No, no. Mike, do you eat chili peppers four times a no week? No way. Maybe once a week, like just one on a salad. Death from stroke was more than halved. What? Yeah. An interesting fact, this is a quote here, is that protection from mortality risk was independent of the type of diet people followed. So people were eating like the keto thing or the Mediterranean (laughs) thing or the whatever. It didn't matter. As long as they were eating chili pepper, they had a protective effect. No kidding. I wonder if there's like a, like a trade organization, the National Chili Pepper Trade Organization. A, that is that paid for the study. And would start to label the health benefits of chili peppers. They're going to sell it now as the new health benefit. Heck, man, if it's 40% reduction in heart attacks, there's a lot to be said for that. I mean, it's that. a lot to be Heck said yeah, for it, it. I mean, I can't. So when I order my pad thai, which I have regularly from my two favorite Thai restaurants, yeah. they ask you for spice level. Mm. And I always say to them, I'm a baby. Yeah. Okay, because I am. So I always order a number two. Which is fine. Two out of uh, ten five. or five. Oh, five. Yeah. Two that's out of That's good. That's good. Because you don't want it to be, sometimes you get st- food that's so hot, it just takes over the food. Well, that's what most food is right. to me. So I, I don't think I'm going to have any of these amazing health benefits from chili peppers. Well, maybe if you just, you know, like packed your lunch every day and, you know, four times a week packed one chili pepper. Okay, well, listen to this. You know what one of the benefits would be? And hmm. I can hardly believe this. It benefits your digestive tract. Yeah, because it probably shocks no. it open. Boom. This may sound counterintuitive, but the capsaicin, capsation in peppers actually act as an anti-irritant. Mm. An anti-irritant. People with ulcers have been told for years to avoid hot, spicy foods, but yeah. research has revealed peppers are beneficial to ulcers. Really? So put the milk down, right. have a pepper. Uh huh. That's fascinating. Really, yeah. this. It also promotes a healthy heart, as we talked about. Mitigates migraines mm-hmm. if you have those. Okay, so if you're going to have uh, some hot and spicy food, where are you going to go? 
Well, the only hot spicy food I have is Thai food, so I would either go no to, Mexican. You're to, not gonna have Mexican. Uh, but I don't like hot Mexican food. Mm-hmm. I would wrap like I could do hot Asian food more than I could do hot Mexican food. Why is that? I don't know. Just something. Yeah. I think it's because it's the hot sweet yeah. thing in the Asian, and maybe that tends to make it bearable for me. I don't know. Interesting. I don't know. Where is uh, where is like uh, in Pittsburgh the New Little Mexico? Is that beat you? I don't know, but we had a listener who told us where to go. I think or was it BQ. Horatio? Horatio. Yeah, told I us. think it is Horatio. Or Allentown. It's up on the hill. Yeah, I thought it was Beachview, but does somebody know? Because there is. There's an explosion of small Mexican restaurants that are authentic Mexican restaurants, not Chi-Chi's, not even Mad Mex, but like, you know, small, locally owned. Where is that in yeah, the city Yeah, and by Pittsburgh? the way, you know, the, the headline here is that um, the chilies reduce the risk of heart disease. It's not eating at Chili's. <laughs> chilies. It's two different things. They were killing people. Two I different felt bad things. about Chili's. That was a while ago, wasn't it? No, Chili's is still around. Chili's? Yeah. Oh, that's Chi-Chi's. <laughs> Whatever. Chili's. Uh, my apologies to Chili's. Oh, When's me. the last time you were at Chili's? Like, never. I thought they were out of business. Sharing the word that changes the world. 101.5 WORDFM, Pittsburgh, a service of Salem Media Group. With SRN News, I'm Keith Peters in Washington. Debate over the impeachment of President Trump continues in the House at this hour, with the arguments falling along party lines. House Speaker Nancy Pelosi says President Trump's actions leave them no choice but to impeach. Our founders' vision of a republic is under threat from actions from the White House. That is why today, as Speaker of the House, I solemnly and sadly open the debate on the impeachment of the President of the United States. While ranking Republican House Judiciary Committee member Doug Collins says facts don't support the charge. This is an impeachment based on presumption. This is an impeachment, basically also a poll-tested impeachment on what actually sells to the American people. Today is going to be a lot of things. What it is not is fair. What it is not is about the truth. The House is expected to pass the two articles of impeachment, sending it to the Senate for trial. On Wall Street, the Dow down by 27. This is SRN News. The Ride Home with John and Kathy, driven by Calusi Chevrolet, serving the Pittsburgh area for over 100 years. How does Eden Christian Academy prepare students for success? Through education that ignites the mind and inspires the spirit from pre-K through 12th grade with over 50 professionally certified full-time teachers and opportunities in sports, the arts, and service to the community with results like SAT scores 200 points over the national average. Schedule a tour at any of Eden's three North Hills campuses and see what the area's largest non-denominational Christian school has to offer at EdenChristianAcademy.org. Hi, I'm Trina Webb. And I'm Dan Webster. For 10 years, we've talked about Z-Quiet, the ultimate solution that has ended snoring for millions. And now we're excited to introduce the perfect solution for anyone that sleeps next to someone with untreated loud snoring. It's called Quiet On Sleep, the world's first snore-canceling earbuds. Quiet On's European technology targets the exact frequency and sound of snoring and literally acts like a noise eraser. Its compact design won't interfere with pillow comfort, and it doesn't use Bluetooth or emit radio waves. If you have a snoring partner, this innovation is your sleep salvation. So whether you snore... Or share a bed with someone who does. Z-Quiet will keep you sleeping together peacefully through the night 
guaranteed. If you snore or sleep with someone that does, go to GetZQuiet.com. Right now, try our original ZQuiet snoring solution for 30 days for only $9.95. Go to GetZQuiet.com. That's GetZQuiet.com. Every day across western Pennsylvania, tough breaks happen to honest folks. Layoffs happen to single parents. Evictions happen to families with babies. And empty bank accounts happen to hungry people. But thankfully, every day in our community, good people happen to bad things. Your sustaining monthly gift of just $25 doubles the Salvation Army's ability to assist our neighbors battling poverty and help them win. Join the fight for good by texting Word FM to 91999. As we enter this holiday season, we've stopped to reflect on what we're grateful for. This is Greg Trzinski, and at the Original Mattress Factory, we're grateful for you, our loyal customers. With your support, more than half of our business comes from repeat customers and referrals. And we have been hometown made for nearly 30 years. So thank you. We look forward to building new relationships and providing the high quality and great value that you've come to expect from the Original Mattress Factory. We wish you and your family a happy and healthy holiday season and a wonderful new year. My love language is sarcasm. This year, give the gift of laughter. Which is perfect, because my wife's is uh, words of affirmation. Word FM presents Date Night with comedian Marty Simpson. She's like, honey, you don't even have to mean it. You just have to say it and shower me with praise. I was like, oh, what can we laugh? Valentine's Day at Christ Church at Grove Farm in Sewickley. This food that you cooked, did you follow the recipe or did you just... Early bird general admission, just $20 at wordfm.com slash date night. I'm telling you, it is fantastic. Tonight, breezy in the evening, otherwise becoming clear and cold. Frostbite to expose skin within 15 minutes with a low of 13. Tomorrow, times of clouds and sun with a high 29. Tomorrow night, clear with a low of 20. Friday, times of sunshine and clouds with a high of 38. And on Saturday, mostly cloudy with a high of 43. With your AccuWeather forecast, I'm Gregory Patrick. Welcome to another edition of The Ride Home with John and Kathy, live from the Salem-Pittsburgh studios. And now, here are your hosts, John Hall and Kathy Emmons. I believe we're into hour five of back and mm-hmm. forth between the Democrats and Republicans on impeachment proceedings. It's true. Um, I believe it started a little after noon today. Right. And right now, we see our Representative Elliot Engel, Democrat of New York, Who's getting up to give? Can you imagine how insufferable it must be to sit and listen to one of these after another? How about if you were like a staffer or just someone who was, you know, ancillary around it? You were like a catering person. Oh my gosh. And you go, oh, these guys, blovious, just talking, 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 talking. So we're expecting a vote on presidential impeachment, which I think we already all know. Is going what will to, it be? Uh, wow, what a surprise it'll be when he's impeached between 6.30 and 7.30 p.m. Eastern time. Yeah. But that's what Greg Clugston told us in the last hour. If you missed our conversation with Greg live from the White House, you can check out our podcast at johnandcathyshow.com or wonder, wordfm.com. Now, I wonder, uh, I think it was like la- two Sundays ago that President Trump hit an all-time high for tweets in one day. I think it was 118. Oh, that is... So today, can you imagine... Worth, yeah, so... You I'm know, not following along. See, I don't know how to say this, but <laughs> you don't say it. it seems based on his tweeting, this is the mm-hmm. best way to say it, is that he w- watches Fox News a lot in the morning. Right. Right. Well, that's a regular day. 
So what the heck? On a day like today, oh is he? Gosh. So can you open up the president's tweet Twitter have, right now? Yeah, I just have. Uh-huh. Is he tweeting today, or is he? Uh, actually, uh, I'm looking back. It's not really that. Uh, it's it's hours ago. Okay, well that's good. Oh, no, wait, wait. Oh no. So those are re- those are retweets. Sorry, he's retweeting a lot. That, wait, 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 <laughs> He's just retweeting all day long. Retweeting, retweeting, retweeting. Uh, yeah, I, it's um, I can't count. Okay, right now. how many retweets there are? Mm-hmm. Yeah, but not a lot of original tweeting. No. All right, so I think that's a good sign. Yeah. Anyway, the Trump impeachment vote marches on. Uh, we'll keep you abreast of any strange developments that happen between now and six o'clock. Yes, um, strange days indeed. But we turn—they're they well, strange days indeed. Uh, but we turn our attention back to the Christmas season, and I think of being a kid, John. Um, like maybe the week before Christmas. Northway Mall was the big mall in the North Hills when I was a kid. Before Ross Park. Before Ross Park. And so um, it had horns in it. Murphy's. It had G.C. Murphy's. It had Woolworth's. Mm-hmm. It had Spencer Gifts. Nice. Walden Books. Oh, yeah. The Trombino uh, Piano Gallery. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. The Marianne Shop. Mm-hmm. Uh, Foxmore. <laughs> I'm just going down in my head. Of course. Uh, Kinney Shoes. Yeah. Uh, Tom McCann. Oh, that's good. Uh, Mama Lucia's Pizza. Nice. And the big bird cage in the middle. Yeah. Florida ceiling bird cage. Uh, who was the was the bird? Do you remember the bird's name? Oh no, there were many birds. Many birds. Yeah, okay. there were many birds. All right. Yeah. Oh, National Record Mart. Oh, National Record Mart. Yeah. Was okay. also in there. So Northway. Northway Mall. Right? That was the big mall that was, before Ross Park. That was yeah, the big yeah, mall. Yeah. And so and and I think Ross Ross Park was built when I was in junior high or something like that. So it's my childhood that kind of causes me to think back on Northway Mall. It was such a shock to the system walking in there between Thanksgiving and Christmas because it was like the whole place had been transformed into everything I loved. Mm. I mean, the train was there. It wasn't the Santa as much as it was all the decorations and there was music. And I mean, it was like... Winter Wonderland. It was like a little dreamscape. Yeah. Okay, so now I predate you by more than a decade. And so I grew up with downtown. Coffins, horns, I envy that. Gimbals. Yeah. And for us, I mean, we got dressed to the nines. I remember like getting dressed, special, you know, best coat, best gloves, best hat, and walking all through downtown, stopping at Jenkins Arcade, going into a restaurant like the TikTok. It cost the TikTok shop. TikTok. What I felt special when I. Oh there. my gosh! You kidding me? That was like the height of yeah. adulthood for me. Mm-hmm. But so then. The the window displays at Kaufman's and Horns and Gimbel's, Iben and Ear, I, dare I even say that, that's way back. They transitioned probably like in the early to mid-70s into your experience mm, at, at the, the mall. mall. So the window frame, which was, you know, smaller, controlled, then evolved into the entire mall becoming like your winter right. Christmas yes, experience. I loved it. Which was fabulous. I loved it. So now, of course, we've talked about this, and everybody knows, the malls are in a deep decline. Uh, vacancy rates, 9 to 20% in area malls that are reporting that. And, you know, you, know, you just go to your own favorite mall. What, and I think to me that now, 
the best mall here in the city is Ross Park Mall. Yeah, and that doesn't seem to have a lot of vacancy. No. I mean, it has some right now, but that's it, not a lot compared to other area malls. But, you know, Monroeville Mall has taken a brutal hit in the past decade or so. Um, Westmoreland Mall, I think, is doing pretty good. Some malls, of course, have gone out of business. Look at Century 3, poor Century 3. Um, Pittsburgh Mills. Pittsburgh Mills opened to much hoopla and suffering. So that Christmas thing, our kids really sort of... Won't experience that. Right. Did and, not experience and that. And when I go into the mall now, because department stores, et cetera, are putting their Christmas decorations up like October 15th yeah. or whatever, it ruins it. It's sure it not does. special. It's not special anymore. I mean, I just, that rushing everything keeps it from being special. I don't understand. It seems like this is an advanced human concept that should be really simple and mm-hmm. we should easily get it, and yet we always miss it. Right. There was something, remember as a kid, Having a Christmas shopping list? Did like, you do that? Like a, a Christmas list I'd give to my parents? No, no. For people you were buying for. I still do that. I mean, but especially as a kid. That was, again, like sort of going to the store. Oh, and having, having your yes, money saved. Right. We used to do a Christmas club. You know, every right, month we'd right. put money in, and then come late November, you'd go to the That's savings still a good and idea. loan. Yeah. You go to you get your Christmas right. club money, and then you make your list down and you go shopping. Mm-hmm. I have, I have in uh, our, our spare bedroom a wicker hamper that's literally, I'm holding my hands out, you know, from side to side. It's gigantic. I bought that for my mom with my paper boy money that she had like at the bottom of their bed with extra blankets and stuff. And I think I probably paid, I don't know, 10 bucks for that. To me, it was a lot of money. But, you know, those special presents that you saved your own money, that you gave to your parents, mm-hmm. that's a super big deal. Now, you know, you click you, and your kids go to Amazon. But you don't think it's We that. lose a lot. Yeah. You really do. Yeah. So it's the whole thing about waiting. Anticipation. I think that's a lot of it. Yeah. I really do. Anyway, I still go to the mall. Nostalgic I'm for still, the mall. I'm still going to enjoy Are it. Are you? Yeah. I, I haven't been to the mall. Yeah. 86% of people in a recent poll said that they would shop at a retail location this Christmas. That's good news. 50% of the stuff I bought this year, I bought retail. Did you though? Yeah, I wanted to. Excellent. All right. Well, uh, we'll take a break. Come back. Uh, we're going to talk uh, in just a little bit with uh, Carl Truman from Grove City College. Uh You want to stick around for this. Carl Truman's always interesting. He's got something really special to say. 101.5 WORD. God bless us, everyone. What's the biggest blessing you can imagine this Christmas season? How about having your mortgage or rent paid for for 2020? It's possible when you enter the Christmas Mortgage Miracle Sweepstakes. You can even enter once a day to increase your opportunities to win. See rules and conditions for details. To our Merry Christmas, God bless us. God bless us. Enter the Christmas Mortgage Miracle Sweepstakes brought to you by Trinity Jewelers. Go to wordfm.com slash contests. Christmas at the Spring House in 84 means lots of activities. Although we don't look like elves, we certainly feel like Santa's helpers as we go about our daily chores. In the bake shop, we're making pie dough and pie fillings from scratch to produce the best homemade pies you've ever tasted. The favorites are raspberry, apple crumb, caramel walnut, pumpkin, and sour cherry. And we're also doing all kinds of breads and cookies for gifts or just for good eating. In the basket making area, we're putting together wonderful country gift 
baskets just popping full and topped with beautiful bows. We like to say they're no fluff. They're just filled with good stuff. In the smokehouse, we're smoking round the clock our own hickory-smoked hams, turkeys, and even salmon. And I almost forgot we're also making our own eggnog with fresh milk from our own cows, and it's wonderful. Throughout the Springhouse store, we're filled with country gifts that will delight the young and the young at heart. Come to the Springhouse in 84 for an old-fashioned Christmas. The Forever Mark Diamond Tribute Collection. For your courage, passion, determination, for your tenderness, spirit, and the way you love. For all that you are, the Forever Mark Tribute Collection. A diamond for each of your qualities. Forever Mark. Beautiful, rare, responsibly sourced. Explore the Forever Mark Tribute Collection at Trinity Jewelers Mount Nebo Road. Visit trinityjewelers.com. Since 1952, Light of Life has been serving Pittsburgh's hurting and homeless, sharing the message of hope with all who come to us for help. I was this broken shell of a woman. I couldn't deal with life. I was afraid. Your compassion and kindness allows Light of Life to restore hope in the hearts of hurting men and women in our community. I truly believe they're the reason why I'm still clean. Please visit lightoflife.org give and share a special holiday gift of hope today. When you're diagnosed with metastatic breast cancer, a lot of questions run through your mind. What am I going to do? What are my options? What did I do wrong? We've had those thoughts, too. But some questions can help you move forward. Visit findyourmbcvoice.com for an interactive guide to help you learn the next steps to take after an MBC diagnosis. And how to ask the questions that lead to an open and informed conversation with your doctor. Start finding your voice today at findyourmbcvoice.com. 101.5 WORD. As Christmas approaches, how are you preparing? Are you planning a party? Shopping for gifts? Decorating your house? The truth is, you can do all of those things and still miss the profound joy of the holiday. But to help you avoid that mistake, John MacArthur continues his series on Christ's birth. It's titled The Best of Christmas, here on Grace to You. Tomorrow morning at 7 on 101.5 WORD. What did we say earlier? Strange days. Strange days indeed. Who would have ever thought, you know, 15 years ago that we would be talking about a Republican Party led by a guy who was a game show host, a game show host. And on the cover of the New York Post for all of the 80s would be the president of the United States and that he would be the champion of the working man of America. (laughs) Strange days indeed. Dr. Carl Truman is with us. Dr. Truman is part of the Department of Biblical and Religious Studies at Grove City College, where he teaches courses on the history of religious thought. Dr. Dr. Um, Truman is also uh, part of the uh, First Things. It's a magazine that we get here at the station. Kath and I read. He also has a co- uh, co-host of a podcast, The Mortification of Spin for the Alliance of Confessing Evangelicals. He is ordained minister in the Orthodox Presbyterian Church as well. And uh, Carl, Dr. Truman, welcome back to the show. It's great to be on. Thanks for having me. Yeah, strange days, right? I mean, we can talk about what's going on in Britain, but of course we're more educated about what's going on here in America. It is hard to believe that, first of all, that that Donald Trump is president and that he has become the hero of the common man. Oh, it's it's quite bizarre. And as a foreigner, I have to say it's doubly strange. Uh, America always seemed to be uh, a remarkably 
stable country in many ways viewed from a distance. But uh, I've been here 19 years now, and I do not recognize the country I live in today uh, as being the same country that I came to in 2001. I bet. So the whiplash. So uh, as you speak about America, uh, in a piece, Carl, that you wrote for First Things, you talk about the the recent uh, Tory triumph in the British parliamentary elections. In many ways, what's happening in Britain is mirrored here in the United States. Yeah, I think it's it's very interesting, particularly in a British perspective, the way that the the working class vote in in Britain has shifted to the Conservative Party, which is a very strange phenomenon. We have parliamentary constituencies that have never ever been conservative. Uh, went conservative last week for the first time ever, and the Labour Party had its worst electoral results since 1935. Very, very strange times. Uh, not dissimilar in some ways, I think, to uh, the votes uh, of of poor white working class people in the United States going for Donald Trump in 2016. So how do we look at an evolution um, or devolution, depending on what your perspective is, um, on these on these times? Is this something that, you know, based on your knowledge of history, you find shocking? Or is it something that you just say, OK, well, we're we're observing kind of the ebb and flow? It's it's always tough to to make a, a dramatic call when you're living when, right when you're in it. Yes, I agree. Yes. Whether it's it's seismic or not. But I do think what we're seeing today is is the dramatic breakdown of, of what we might describe as traditional loyalties and traditional uh, modes of identity, if you like. And, and we're seeing a, a kind of chaos, or at least a new landscape emerging from that. Right. Um, one of the contrasts I would draw between America in 2001 and America today was when I arrived in 2001, it struck me that for all of the diversity uh, that was evident in American life, there was a what seemed to be a basic consensus on the idea that America was fundamentally a good thing, uh, and people seemed to know what it meant to be an American. Mm-hmm. It strikes me that that kind of discourse, that kind of language has disappeared from public life in yes. the last 20 years. Yeah, yeah. And, and, and that perspective now seems prosaic. Yes. Uh, you know, you're likely to be dismissed as a, as a reactionary if you, if you were to present that. Uh, the, what used to be a kind of underlying national identity seems to have been replaced with a plethora of of micro political identities, racial, gender, sexual, whatever. Right. But at the same time, uh, when you look at, um, I'll say, I'll give it a label, the the left or the new left that everyone's talking about. I mean, my parents, uh, born and raised in the city of Pittsburgh, were lifelong Democrats, like a lot of people born and raised in the city of Pittsburgh. And, you know, I'm old enough to remember the mills. Of course, Pittsburgh has the truly shot and the beer town. But the Democratic Party, or the left, if you want to call it that, does not resemble anything like it was in the 60s, 70s, or even, I dare say, the 80s. Yeah, I I agree. And I think you see the similar pattern in Britain. My grandfather, my maternal grandfather, a lifelong socialist, uh, rock-solid union man, um, skilled laborer. Uh, His concerns, I would say, were fundamentally economic. If you'd have spoke to my granddad and said, mm-hmm. you know, granddad, what does oppression look like? He'd have said oppression looks like not giving a man a fair day's pay for a hard day's work, not being able to get a job. Those were the, the issues that concerned him. I think today's left are much more wrapped up with 
psychological emotions of oppression. It means not being able to express myself sexually or mm-hmm. gender-wise or, or racially, perhaps, uh, as, as I would choose to do. Oppression for the left now is a, is a psychological category, and I think the politics of the left really reflects the preoccupations of, of the coastal or urban elites. Dr. Carl Truman's with us, professor in the Department of Biblical and Religious Studies at Grove City College, where he teaches courses on the history of religious thought. Um, Dr. Truman, what does this tell us then about, I mean, we see how we've changed. And of course, as you said, looking back at history, we can see with hindsight and say, oh, that was an amazing moment, right? That's where things really changed. And of course, when we're right in the middle of it, it's impossible to determine. But talk about how our view culturally of human nature has evolved. Well, I think what we're seeing before us today is is the final collapse in some ways, or at least a, 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 a collapse at this point in time, of any notion of, of human nature as something that binds us all together. Mm. When you hear typical discourse of identity today, it doesn't rest upon notions of, of, of an underlying identity we all share. Uh, it rests upon these micro-identities, I said sexual, racial, etc., etc. Uh, partly because, of course, the old idea of human nature as that which binds us together is now dismissed as a as an invention, a construct of the Western white male who wishes to impose himself as normative upon all peoples. Right. The Western white male is the decline of the uh, Western mm. civilization. Certainly the symbol of it, right? But I wonder about this. I mean, so, you know, as with the rise of the, the new left and, you know, AOC and the Gang of Four with the new Green Deal as opposed to FDR's New Deal, I mean, uh, when you look at what's shaping up for the presidential election, people wish that Joe Biden was cognitively more together than he is because he is like sort of like the last, dare I say, the last great white hope. And, you know, what's around him are people who are, I think, and I think a lot of people who are Democrats would consider still far fringe candidates. So there are still people who are Democrat who wish they could have some yes. of that feed, yeah. but not all of it because it's too like too much like candy or or just too much to bear. Yeah, I mean I, I would agree. I would I would regard myself really by and large as fairly centrist on a lot of political issues. Yes. Uh, the problem is that the left has been hijacked by what once upon a time would have been fringe issues, but have now become the sort of central part of their platform. LGBTQ rights, abortion, things like this, uh, which leaves uh, centrist individuals of a relatively socially conservative disposition with nowhere to cast their vote, really. Uh, So do you want to... Thankfully, I don't have a vote, but I'm thinking, you know, who would I vote for? Donald Trump or Elizabeth Warren. That's not really a choice I, I particularly relish. I right. I mean, it sort of mirrors 2016 as well, which right. I think a lot of people were caught up in the same thing. Yes. I mean, it, it doesn't look as if uh, 2016 was the end of the madness. It may just actually have been in the, the beginning. beginning. Oh, mm-hmm. good heavens. Oh. So, you Carl, know. as you write in your piece, now we're, we're talking because you uh, sent us a piece that you're working on that will be published shortly in First Things, the magazine that you, you are a contributor to, which we love. Uh, you talk about the, the NBA, and I think when you look at the NBA in many ways, and you know, Pittsburgh not a basketball town, but there are some people who follow along with the NBA and the politics of the NBA, where the NBA a few years ago made a big stink about 
about boycotting the state of North Carolina because of their abhorrent bathroom stance. And But at the same time, the NBA, with their very deep pockets wanting to get richer, will also very much kowtow to the nation of China because they want to have more you know, money coming to them. But at the same time, China's horrific human rights issues. No big deal. Bathroom rights, human rights issues. You know, how do they intersect with each other and how does someone make sense of that from a left perspective? Well, I think it points to the moral bankruptcy of the culture we now live in, where where morality really is is merely a function of uh, of what's appropriate as a market a marketing pitch if you like uh, i mean i picked on the nba because they were the most obvious example but there are plenty of other corporations out there uh, and what's most disturbing of course about all this is that for the first time i think in in recent history we're seeing uh, what one might describe as a sort of big corporations big capitalist enterprises aligning themselves with absolute moral vacuous. Mm-hmm. Uh, that, I think, is a very worrying uh, development. Uh, but the NBA stance is entirely incoherent unless one sees it simply as a cynical pitch for, for money. And sadly, the NBA is not unique in that. I think it's a common, a common phenomenon. Yeah. So then a moral vacuum in society brings us to the church and declining attendance in the church, people who would say that they are believers in Jesus within the church. Catastrophic Uh, choices by church leadership that we've seen in all sorts of different denominations. We, in many ways, uh, again, as we talked about the the Tory triumph in the uh, primary elections, in the parliamentary elections, we are mirroring Europe in now the decline of civilization with Christianity at the center. Yes, I think, uh, unfortunately, from a human perspective, the the church uh, is as much a, a symptom of the maladies of the time in many ways as it, as, it, as it is an answer to them. And I think that short term, short to medium term, we will see a, a considerable decline in church attendance because the church has become, in many instances, not all, but in many instances, merely a pale reflection of the of the culture yes. that surrounds. So, Carl, yesterday we were talking about uh, intentional Christian communities mm-hmm. uh, in Topeka, Kansas. Right. Talk the, about this, guy. Yeah, there, there's a uh, conservative Catholic community. Carl, I don't know if you've heard of this, in, outside of Topeka, Kansas. And it's over a 1,000 people strong now. It's existed for maybe 10— Four decades. For, for four decades. And, um, and they basically are people that were having a hard time reconciling their conservative Catholic perspective on life with the declining morals um, and perspective of the American culture. And so they just said, you know what, we're going to leave it behind. Kind of like a kind of like a monastery lifestyle or a Bruderhof lifestyle, only it's conservative Catholic. And it's drawn people from all over the United States. They did a large feature story on it in the Atlantic. It was absolutely fascinating to hear the types of things that had driven these families to get to this community, commit to it, and then the kinds of lifestyle choices they were making once they were there. Yeah, and I think that's that's the kind of thing that has to be the wave of the future for the church. I mean, clearly we have the promises that the, the gates of hell will not prevail. The church is going to survive in one form or another. God has promised that. But I think, humanly speaking, people like to belong. They need to belong to communities. Ironically, we could actually look at the LGBTQ movement and say, you know, how has it become so successful in the space of just 50, 60 years? Well, one of the answers to that is it provided strong communities for people. 
it gave people a strong community identity. Now, I'm not advocating the LGBT community here, but what I'm saying is the church needs to be a strong community. Jesus says, you know, by this will all men know that you're my disciples, by the love you have for each other. He's talking about community as being a powerful witness, a powerful, attractive force for people. So I think the kind of thing that you've described uh, needs to be uh, in in the vision of the church. Obviously, not everybody can, can withdraw into a kind of community situation like that. But churches in their local communities need to provide strong and loving support networks uh, for people so they have somewhere to belong, somewhere to find friends. That's a good word. I wish we had more time to talk about this because we could really flesh this out yes. for a long period. Thank you, Carl. Um, Dr. Carl Truman's been with us, professor from the Department of Biblical and Religious Studies at Grove City College. Dr. Truman writes regularly for First Things Magazine and co-hosts a weekly podcast called The Mortification of Spin for the Alliance of Confessing Evangelicals. Dr. Truman, thank you. Thanks for having me. We'll take a break, come back. Uh, listen, humans are genetically, so they tell us, genetically wired to live only 38 years. So what am I doing here? The Forever Mark Diamond Tribute Collection. For your courage, passion, determination. For your tenderness, spirit, and the way you love. For all that you are. The Forever Mark Tribute Collection. A diamond for each of your qualities. Forever Mark. Beautiful, rare, responsibly sourced. Explore the Forever Mark Tribute Collection at Trinity Jewelers Mount Nebo Road. Visit trinityjewelers.com. Extreme Car and Truck in Bridgeville has everything you need to protect your car or truck all winter long. Say goodbye to winter grind with an extreme detailing to help preserve the life and look of your vehicle. Got a new car? Protect your investment with TST Rust Remedy, the most effective rust control system you'll find anywhere. And spray-on bullet bed liners offer extreme protection tested in the most extreme conditions known to man. Call the Extreme Team now at 412-257-1006 or visit ExtremeTruck.net. 412-257-1006, ExtremeTruck.net. I have never had a female dentist. I started to have problems with a tooth, and I thought, you know what? I'll just go once. David remembers his first visit with Dr. Megan Stock. I had such a good time that I'm surprised they allowed me to come back because I had a lot of things that needed to be fixed. She makes you feel so calm and so comfortable. She's just terrific at what she does. I have had no discomfort at all with anything that she's done. Perry Highway in Wexford at StockFamilyDentistry.com. As a parent, you spend countless years, days, weeks, hours in the effort of helping to shape and mold your child. And, and that's what it is. Sometimes it's glorious. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it's brutally hard. But there is constant effort if you're engaged, especially if you're a follower in Jesus Christ. You want to bring your child up to know Christ, to live a, a life that's full and rich in the walk. And secondary education is so expensive. So there's, of course, the financial thing that you're risking. But you're really risking more than that when you send your kid off to school, right? Because all the effort that you put into shaping their worldview and introducing them to Jesus and all of those sorts of things, you don't want that to be undone in four years on a campus where you're not and where they're just going to be at the whim of whatever worldview is presented to them. Now, of course. No campus is perfect. No campus is perfect. And there's no security or safety net that as you send your child away, they will continue to walk the walk. However, 
given the choice, when I look at the excellence of the education, the integrity and the Christ-likeness of the faculty, the staff, all of that, I'm thrilled that my child, and Kath, your child as well, is at Grove City College. For more information about Grove City and how it can fit with your kid, find them online, gcc.edu. Tonight, breezy in the evening, otherwise becoming clear and cold. Frostbite to expose skin within 15 minutes with a low of 13. Tomorrow, times of clouds and sun of the high 29. Tomorrow night, clear with a low of 20. Friday, times of sunshine and clouds with a high of 38. And on Saturday, mostly cloudy with a high of 43. With your AccuWeather forecast, I'm Gregory Patrick. Humans are hardwired, apparently, to live only 38 years. 38 years. <laughs> My microphone was off. Yeah. I thought maybe mine were up. Sorry. I thought you were going. I thought you were 38 leaving years me. were finished. There it was. There goes your voice box first, and then everything else is downhill. <laughs> Scientists at Australia's National Science Agency have developed something called a genetic clock, a computer model, that they claim can accurately estimate how long different vertebrae are likely to survive. Using the hum- Wait, you mean vertebrates? You Vertebr- mean oh, yes, vertebrates. <laughs> My L five's going first. Oh, that's it. I'm done. My back's killing me. Oh, it's 34 years. It's 32. <laughs> Using the human genome, not the human gnome. No, not the human gnome. <laughs> the research has found the maximum natural lifespan of humans apparently 38 years. They found that uh, those um, Neanderthals. Some of those people mm-hmm. uh, had a lifespan of 37.8 years. Now, the reason this is shocking, it's so obvious, the reason life expectancy of modern humans is more than double that length is down to advances in living standards and modern medicine. Well, no, duh. Who, what, I mean, this is a big study. <laughs> OK, so we're hardwired to live 38 years. OK, and so if we live longer than that, it's because we've made advances in culture. Well, I hope we've made advances in culture right. since the Neanderthals. Because, I'm just hoping. Because you brush your teeth, because hopefully you eat better <laughs> right. or whatever, right? Uh, maybe maybe we don't eat um, maybe we don't need Why do you think we have NFL offensive linemen now that are three hundred and thirty five pounds <laughs> right. as opposed to, you know, thirty years ago when they were two thirty five? So thirty eight years. All right. I'm way past that. Great. Forget it. Okay, you know? well Mike, you're almost done. Yeah, you're done. You got okay, five so, years. <laughs> so live it up while you I'm can, ready. pal. Yeah. All right. Okay. I don't know. Plus that's a daily mail. I don't da- know what they're talking about. What do you mean? They're British. I know. They know exactly what they're talking about. I don't about. know, but it's the Daily Mail. Isn't that, that's like the, the lesser version, it isn't is, it? It is, right. Yeah, yeah, sorry. Okay, calling me out on bad No, I'm not saying research. it's bad. I'm just saying we have to, you know, you got to right. consider the source. Yes. That's all I'm saying. All right, take a break, come back. Are you in the Christmas spirit? I am in the Christmas spirit. Are, Are you? you? Yeah. I don't know. I'm feeling good about it. I don't know. Because it's beginning to look a lot like Christmas. <laughs> okay, well, if you're not in the Christmas spirit, we have some songs that might help you coming up next or hurt. Nice. Chestnuts by the open fire tonight. <laughs> WORD. As Christmas approaches, how are you preparing? Are you planning a party? Shopping for gifts? Decorating your house? The truth is, you can do all of those things and still miss the profound joy of the holiday. But to help you avoid that mistake, John MacArthur continues his series on Christ's birth. It's titled The Best of Christmas here on Grace to You. Tomorrow morning at 7 on 101.5 WORD. Rich Engler presents Christmas with Michael W. Smith. It's the most wonderful time of the year. And Mark Martell. It's beginning to look a lot like Christmas. 
Christmas with Michael W. Smith and his band. 7 p.m. December 19th at Christ Church at Grove Farm in Sewickley. Tickets available at itickets.com or call 800-965-9324. Welcomed by Word FM. Hi, this is Kirk Kenotic from Accurate Solutions Group. Whether you're dreaming of a white Christmas, thinking about Rudolph, or just hanging around the Christmas tree, my team and I want to say thank you to everyone who helped make 2019 such a success. So from our family to yours, we wish you a very Merry Christmas. And as we turn the calendar to a new year, we would be honored to help you make 2020 the year that you make retirement planning your resolution. Give us a call today, 412-515-0005. We can help you create a retirement blueprint so you can find out if this is the year you can finally retire. 412-515-0005. That's 412-515-0005 or online at asgretire.com. Have a very Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. Investment advisory services offered through ASG Investment Management, LLC. Every day across Western Pennsylvania, tough breaks happen to honest folks. Layoffs happen to single parents. Evictions happen to families with babies. And empty bank accounts happen to hungry people. But thankfully, every day in our community, good people happen to bad things. Your sustaining monthly gift of just $25 doubles the Salvation Army's ability to assist our neighbors battling poverty and help them win. Join the fight for good by texting WordFM to 91999. In years past, most families had a local jeweler they could go to with confidence and trust. In these changing times, one store has managed to stay the same. LS Jewelers has been family-owned and operated for over 65 years. LS Jewelers in Robinson Town Center is a full-service jewelry store. We have the largest selection of laboratory-certified diamonds and engagement rings with both the finest quality and the best price. We also do custom design work as well as in-house repair. Don't trust your diamond purchase with just anyone. Come to LS Jewelers for the best price, service, quality, and selection. A couple weeks ago, my sister called me. We were talking back and forth. She said, are you in the Christmas spirit? I said, yeah, I am. She said, what turned it on for you? I said, well, you know, I've been reading and I've also been listening to music. Mm -hmm. And she was like, oh, I'm going to give that a try. So then a week or so went by and she was like, hey, thanks so much. Both of those things helped me tremendously. Good. Okay, so especially, it's she said for her, to listen into the music, hmm. what, whether they were Christmas hymns or old Christmas classics, or she was just, you know, checking out what's newest on the radio, okay. it clicked a gear in her. Okay. Does that help you? Well, when you told me that story earlier today, yeah. I felt inspired. Oh, you did? I did. Mm-hmm. And I decided... That I would maybe look in the vault a little, and I'd see what we had. The Word of Ham song vault. Just to see what might be available. Mm -hmm. And we could determine whether these songs that I came up with would be helpful in inducing Christmas spirit. Right. Or would perhaps be the thing that would take it away. Okay, so when I think of classic Christmas song, classic, Mm -hmm. something that we grew up with listening to at home, this is what I think of. Chestnuts roasting on an open fire Jack Frost nipping at your nose Yuletide carols being sung by a choir 
And folks dressed up like Eskimos. That's perfect. I think so. I don't know what year that song was produced. I'd say early 60s. Okay. But, of course, that's the sound of Nat King Cole. Mm-hmm. It's absolutely perfect. And I feel bad for people who don't know Nat King oh Cole. Oh, my gosh. I, everyone should know yeah. Nat King Cole. What a voice. Okay, I came up with something I feel like is different than that. That puts you in the Christmas spirit? Well, it's I, I don't, I'm not really sure what to say about it, but I can tell you that I found it. Who's got a beard that's long and white? Santa's got a beard that's long and white. Who comes around on special night? Santa comes around on special night. Special night, beard that's white. Must be Santa. Must be Santa. This sounds like that was recorded at the KFC, at the KFC last Saturday. Right. Is that is that a polka song? Is <laughs> that's, that that's Bob Dylan singing with an accordion? <laughs> I'd expect nothing less from Bob Dylan. Was that the accordion period? What, his accordion period? Yeah. So this is Bob Dylan Christmas? Mm-hmm. Must really? be Santa. It's, if you listen to it for longer, you'll dislike it more. <laughs> That's a promise I do not want to okay. follow through. Okay, now listen. This When I think of Christmas growing up, this is what I think of. Well, I know there's more snow up in Colorado than my roof will ever see. But it's Tennessee Christmas. I'm telling you. I don't know when that came out. I was maybe in junior high so or something. 80s? I don't even know. Sounds like 80s. 80s. I loved it. I listen. I, I, I could sing every moment of that song. And you know who I know loves it? Hmm. New Mike. Really? <laughs> Mike wasn't born when that song was first produced, was uh, he? Unfortunately, Mike? I was around. <laughs> yeah. I mean, my, my parents blasted mm-hmm. Amy Grant, oh. especially that song, around this time of year. Do you love that, Mike? Endlessly. <laughs> I mean, I'm a fan of Amy Grant, but my parents... They little overkill. That. Yeah, you, you don't overkill. like it, do you? I don't. Mm. Okay, so you want to make okay, maybe a more, a more modern sound? Yeah, I was thinking about something more modern to see if maybe I don't know. New Mike's parents might like this. Okay, that's that's traditional. Deck the halls, and that is that's whom? Twisted Sister. Yeah, because they- nothing says Merry Christmas like Twisted Sister. It, that's a whole 12 songs with Dee Snyder screaming mm-hmm. at you. <laughs> okay, so um, maybe like in the uh, late 60s, 70s, Christmas went from traditional to pushing the envelope. I mean, Twisted Sisters, not then, yeah, but that first wave of like um, Daddy Got Run Over, Grandma Got Run Over by a Reindeer, right. that kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. Uh, how about this song from um, Bob Denver? No. No, uh, Stevie Wonder. Oh, uh, oh, this one's Stevie Wonder. Yeah, okay. I love this. Oh, it's fabulous. Lots of snow and ice everywhere we go. Choir singing carols. Oh, that's fabulous. I'm not really a fan of like the original Christmas song. Like I kind of like our yeah. the classics, but this to me That's an improvement. This is an this is awesome. Yeah. It's fabulous. I'd listen to that any day of the year. Nice. Absolutely love it. That's Stevie Wonder. Okay, now this next one though, you brought to my attention. I'd never heard it. Yeah, it's a sad. It's a sad tale. John Denver, uh, you know, he had a he had a great long career. So you know, when he got some you know sort of crazy ideas, probably people said, "Yeah, you can go for it." Check this out. Please, Daddy, don't get drunk this Christmas. I don't want to see my mama cry. Yeah, see, uh, I mean, that's a lot of kids. 
Right. There's a lot of truth to that. See, now I feel bad laughing. Yeah, because well, you know. I just wasn't. I, I didn't know that I was expecting. The song it. is "Please, All Daddy, right. Don't Get Drunk This Christmas." Uh, John Denver. <laughs> All right, this next one, this is unconventional, but I think I like it. See what you think about this. I'm dreaming of a white Christmas Just like the ones I used to know That's Willie Nelson. I like it. I do too. Where the treetops glisten It's not Bing Crosby. It's so different. But it's every bit as good. It just Wonderful. focuses on the melody. I have one Willie Nelson album called Stardust, and it's wonderful. He took, you know, he like did standards, yeah. you know, the old Hoagie oh, yeah, Carmichael yeah, yeah, song, yeah. and it's in that same vein. It's not a whole lot of production. It's just that very unique he Willie Nelson voice. Yeah, I like it. Me too. Okay, now this one. I think you made me put this in this list. I did. Okay, so I remember this song uh, very clearly with a memory. 1969, I was uh, with my brother in our bedroom, and my brother loved this song. So when I hear it, it brings back, you know, family memories of me and my brother. So this is Christmas, and what have you done? Another year over. I like it. John Lennon, Yoko Ono. And so this is Christmas. Come on, it's great. I hate it so much. I love it. I, I just, I couldn't dislike it more. I, it's very, I just love it a lot. How can, what, what do you love about I that? Just, I just think it's a fun song. Um, That's all. How, well, it just me, strikes a chord with me. All right, let's put it this way. All However right. much New Mike hates Tennessee Christmas, yeah. I see that and I raise it. <laughs> what do you got? Okay. All right. Okay, this next one. Speaking of Amy. Oh, turn this up, Mike, because I bet you're going to love this too. A merry little Christmas. Let your heart be light. That's track one of her second Christmas album. Three. And it's a star. Yeah. Oh, I know. <laughs> she did wonderfully classic Christmas albums. Still does. Oh. Have yourself a Mike, you don't like that either. Nice. I do, a, but I don't. I'm just sick of it. It's a bad memory of him flying around the backseat of the car. That's all. <laughs> Okay, speaking of a bad memory, Mike, uh, hit the next one, because there's no other way to really intro this one than calling it that. See, I hate it, and yet I have to sing it. I like it. If I heard this on the radio and I was driving... Turn it up. Would you really turn yeah. it up, Mike? What do you think? Yes or no? No way. Oh, no way. I instantly shut it off. It's really? Racist. It's yeah. wham. Okay, yeah. but who doesn't if, like wham? Okay, ev- nobody likes who wham. Who doesn't like wham? Nobody likes. Wham. I like. Okay, wham. listen. But if you hear it and it's on, do you find yourself singing it? Is the question? Yes. No, I find myself very angry and I shut it off. This to me is sort of like you know music. Now you're walking around the mall and you hear this. Okay. That's what I think. Okay. Well, this next one I know is one that the three of us will agree on. Fabulous. Check this out. Out of all the reindeers, you know you're the mastermind. Run, run, Rudolph. Randolph ain't too far behind. Run, run, Rudolph. Santa's gotta make it to town. That's Chuck Berry. Santa make it so good. Oh, it sure is. Chuck Berry was an industry unto himself. 
I remember reading a story about Chuck Berry that, you know, he would travel by himself with his guitar in a case, get on a plane, put that guitar case there, get off by himself. A car would pick him up. He'd go to a venue with a pickup band, play, get back on the plane, and just do this day after day, year after year after year. I cannot imagine that. That's Chuck Berry living his life. That's cool. Anyway, I love that. Okay, now here's another one that is borderline for me. This is this is on the radio a lot of the time. It invokes a certain era. I like these guys, but I do not like this. Okay. The moon is right. The spirit's up. We're here tonight. And that's enough. Simply having a wonderful Christmas time. I take it back. I like it. <laughs> Oh, he's a man of conviction. <laughs> it's catchy. Isn't it fun? I like Paul McCartney when he separated from John Lennon. Oh. <laughs> that's wings, right? I really do, yeah. Him and Linda loving yeah. each other and doing a little Christmas stuff. I like stuff. it. Yeah, that's really okay, nice. so here's hearkening back to uh, the 1980s. When I when it comes to a Christmas song, it's great to hear somebody who can really sing. Mm-hmm. When I think of someone who can really sing, I mean, this comes to mind. That's fabulous. She brought it. Whitney Houston. She brought she it. She sure did. What do you think, Mike? Yes, no? Oh, one of my favorites. Okay. Fabulous. All right. Yeah, yeah we agree on that, too. It's a good one. All right. Well, I hate to come to the end of this. Me, too, because it's been fun mm-hmm. and kind of weird. I think it's been terrible in some ways. <laughs> well, then this is the cherry on top. Okay. Mark Diamond Tribute Collection. For your courage, passion, determination, for your tenderness, spirit, and the way you love. For all that you are, the Forever Mark Tribute Collection. A diamond for each of your qualities. Forever Mark. Beautiful, rare, responsibly sourced. Explore the Forever Mark Tribute Collection at Trinity Jewelers Mount Nebo Road. Visit trinityjewelers.com. They blow into town with the wind, rain, and hail. Out-of-town storm chasers going door-to-door, often posing as a local company offering a quick fix to desperate homeowners. If you've had damage to your roof, windows, siding, or gutters and downspouts, you may be eligible to get them replaced or repaired free of charge. Just be careful who you call. Visit windowsruspittsburgh.com for a free inspection from one of their highly trained appraisers. With over 50 years in home remodeling, Windows R Us is the area's premier exterior replacement company 
company for roofs, siding, gutters and downspouts, doors, and of course, windows. If damage isn't your issue and you just want something new, you'll love their no-pressure approach, no hidden fees, and one of the fastest turnaround times in the industry. A company who will never skip down when it comes to honoring their warranty. Visit the area's premier exterior replacement company at windowsruspittsburgh.com. Mention Word FM for an additional 10% off at windowsruspittsburgh.com. That's windowsruspittsburgh.com. Christmas is right around the bend, and all of us from Christ Church at Grove Farm want to celebrate with you. The carols invite us to come and adore Jesus, born the King of Kings. We will be doing exactly that through scripture, sermon, and song, and invite you to join us on Christmas Eve at 4 and 8 p.m. You can find all the information about us and our services online at ccgf.org. This year, why not spend Christmas Eve on the farm and give thanks with us for the gift of Jesus? Camping in the great outdoors can be a lot of fun, but it's not the most conducive environment for your next retreat. Antiochian Village offers the best of both worlds with 300 acres of beautiful woodlands near historic Ligonier, plus all the technology and connectivity you need to make your retreat a success. With 100 hotel-style guest rooms, 18 meeting rooms, and several outstanding full-service dining menus, 10,000 guests every year can't be wrong. Antiochian Village. Book now at antiochianvillage.org. Get your truly free credit scores and free credit monitoring from Credit Karma today. Download the Credit Karma app now. Credit Karma, here's to progress. Auto insurance companies can be a target for fraudsters who shop for accident victims who may or may not need treatment. Don't get involved in insurance fraud. If you're in an accident, talk to your insurance company first. Don't provide your insurance or personal information to someone that solicits you. If you are injured, only deal with legitimate medical professionals and facilities. If you suspect medical fraud, call us at 1-800-TEL-NICB or visit www.nicb.org. A public service message from the National Insurance Crime Bureau. Pittsburgh Penguins fans, in an end-of-the-year 2019 ranking, were ranked number one in the NHL in Forbes Best Fans of 2019 ratings released last Friday. Best fans in the NHL. Number one. That says a lot because there's some rabid fans in the NHL. It marked the third time since Forbes started compiling NHL fan rankings in 09 that Penn's fans were number one in the league. The third time. No kidding, really? The third time. Forbes noted that, quote, it ranks fans objectively based on quantitative fan consumption metrics. Don't you love fan consumption metrics? What's that mean? I always pay attention to this. These have always included local TV ratings, attendance in relation to capacity, secondary ticket demand like StubHub or eBay or whatever, merchandise sales and social media research. Um, This year, Forbes added a new component per Nielsen, a percentage of each team's metropolitan area that watched, attended, and or listened to a game in the past year. Mm. David Morehouse, president and CEO of the Penn, said, our fans are amazing. They've always been number one in our eyes, but this latest ranking just confirms it. We continue to be humbled by the support we receive from fans in all these metrics and are always looking for new and innovative ways to engage our fan base. Rounding out the top 10 in the NHL. You want to hear this, John? Yeah, just 10 to 1. According to Forbes, Boston. Boston, oh, really? Chicago, mm-hmm. Vegas, only because of Flurry. Come on. Buffalo, Toronto, St. Louis, Winnipeg, Nashville, and Detroit. Nashville, Detroit, Pittsburgh, top three. No, other way. Oh. I believe Detroit was at the bottom. I mean, bottom. It was the top 10. So Detroit was number 10. Nashville was number nine. Winnipeg, eight. St. Louis, seven. Well, we've got a friend Toronto. in Nashville who's a major fan. The Preds. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, based upon his passion alone, I would thought Nashville would climb a lot higher. Yeah. Anyway, it's 
Isn't it the best thing to go to a Pens game? Don't you love it? My my daughter just went to the her very first game last week. They win. Yes, they won. Nice. It was the game where they were zip zip, and then they scored one in overtime. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. She could not believe how much fun it is. She couldn't believe. You know how when you walk in to um, the paint the first time for a hockey game, it looks like oh. the ice is in high def. It's so yeah. beautiful. The way they have it lit, it's just so... She was shocked. Of course. I said, you know what? It's just that awesome. It's the total opposite from a baseball game, isn't it? It really is. I mean, baseball yeah. is like kind of, you know, languid. Some would say boring. Mm-hmm. Not a Pens game. Nope. Man, you gotta be you got to be watching closely to see what's going on. And so you don't get hit yeah. also. Okay, so Mike, you yourself, you're a fan of uh, the Pens Pass. You get you grab discount tickets, don't you? Oh, they're the best. I love that. They, they text you. They give you a certain time frame of of the text back and you get you get a special discount on tickets. Yeah, because tickets are you know, they're now, not do you pay, pricey. Do you pay to be a part of that? No, you just um you sign up. Yeah, you just sign up. Yeah. I don't know the number off the top of my head, but you gave it to um, me a couple of years ago, yeah. and so I do it. And so, you know, yeah. every so often, burnt your phone goes, yeah. "Hey, Pens Pass on sale now, I, discount tickets." And I don't know if any other teams are doing this, but these Pens games—they have these theme nights. You know, the '80s night. Oh, right, yeah, yeah. they're so Wars much night. fun. They are so much fun. Oh my gosh, so much fun! And I, they must be fun to be there. Watching them on TV is hilarious. Oh my gosh! Oh yeah. But it is. It's a great crowd experience, and, and I believe it's also very fam- family-friendly. It's not like yes, a Steeler game. it's not game. like a Steeler game, Absolutely especially not. a nighttime Steeler game. No, so cool. So if you can, try to afford a Pens game and take your family yeah. over the break because it's fabulous. Hey, thanks for being with us. The podcast is up and running after we leave the air. JohnandKathyShow.com. Of course, we're on Facebook as well, The Ride Home with John and Kathy. Always a pleasure to intersect with you. Have yourself a great night. We'll see you tomorrow, God willing. The Ride Home with John and Kathy. A production of Salem Media Group.